Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Talk Radio 1210. WPHT, Nick, Dawn, and Greg. Morning Mystery Movie Clip coming up at 920. Dawn's Big Three in just a moment. But let's grab a phone call quickly before we get to the Big Three. I think Tom's got some interesting perspective on a very hot topic this morning. Tom in Downingtown, you're on Talk Radio 1210. You go right ahead, Tom. Yo, Nick, can you hear me? I got you, brother. Yeah, you guys are hilarious. I have an awesome story for you. I went skiing on Friday, and it was super, super foggy, so thick you could barely cut it with a knife. I got off the chairlift, and I, I could hear three old guys. They were older than me. I'm 60. They were older than me, and they were talking about all the leaders of the world and what's going on. And the one guy says, yeah, well, if nothing else, Trump has the hottest wife. And I'm standing like eight feet from these guys because it's so thick. And I start laughing, and I hear the next guy go, well, yeah, you got a point there. And the third guy goes, well, that does actually matter. And I'm sitting there thinking, the rest of the world sees this guy with this. You want to keep it as simple as possible. You guys were talking about his lawyer. He's a winner. He's got the hot wife. As far as the rest of the world looks, that's as basic as it gets. Yeah. No, it resonates, doesn't it, Tom? Yeah, I mean, it's that simple. I, I told my mom that she lives at a retirement village in media, and she told all of her girlfriends they thought it was hilarious. That's how simple this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom and Downey. And it probably, it probably doesn't hurt for all, Dawn, I don't want Dawn to get, you know, I'm not a misogynist right now. I don't want Dawn to be, you know, disrespected by this comment, but for some of the way the men are in the rest of the world, it's probably not bad for us to have the leader with the best-looking wife in the world. Well, there you go, Tom and Downingtown. <laughs> Why are we talking why would Don hate that comment? No, I would. We we have already established the conservative women are the hot chicks. I, I, right? I, I endorse that message wholeheartedly. We've established that. Yes, all it's I'm, proven. All I'm saying is is that <laughs> Trump is. You know, people are taking this as me saying that. Like, you know, no, she's 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 very attractive. He and, has his and type. Trump takes that again. That's why I. That's why I discount. No offense, Don. That's why I discount Sarah Huckabee Sanders because he wants somebody photogenic and telegenic uh, to represent him because it because. The show matters to him, and he knows that all of these court cases are going to be plastered all over TV. He wants a, an attractive lawyer representing him. That's all I'm saying. So it's more Kaylee and McEnany like than Melania. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. It's, and she looks like Melania. There's that. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I see this. I, 20 years ago. Slightly with the <laughs> hair, but I don't know. I feel like they use just a lot. They, they both use a lot of hairspray. He has a type. Yeah. All right. I, I will just say this. That what Trump wants ultimately is to win. And so if you're looking at, I think that's ultimately what he's going to look at. He know, He's he, looking at like Tim Scott. I disagree with that. South Carolina. Is it Tim's? But he has great choices. He knew he wasn't going to win this. He just wanted he just wanted it to look the best on TV. I'm telling you. I'm I, telling you. I've got a side-by-side photo of uh, Haba and Melania. I'll send it to you guys in the group. Maybe we can post this on uh, <laughs> on YouTube. See if we get an agreement that they look alike. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I mean, v- very, very basic similarities. Kind of the thinner hair, like the way it's brushed. <laughs> They're both great. Brunette with highlights. We could give Sarah Huckabee Sanders looks. some highlights mm. and uh, put some lashes on her if that's what you want. Um, well... No. I could actually make up Nick Kale with that hair and some lashes. Look very cute. 
I mean, could you, you have best, picked baby. A, could you have picked a better photo of Elena Haba? I mean, like she looks horrible in this picture. She's making you a weird like face. I just well, I just googled both of them. That's the first one that pops up. You, you can if you can find better, knock yourself out. <laughs> I mean, I see it vaguely. A little bit. A little bit. Similarities. Uh, Not these two pictures together, but if you look at uh, like how they actually look. Would yes. you please put it to a poll? Yes. Okay. We, we need more poll. polls. We, because everything that matters, it comes down to a poll. Uh, Phil, jump on the mic here. Can you, can you get that picture up and get a poll up? Yeah, Phil, can you get it up? Bill's not listening. Of course, Nobody, he is. nobody's listening. All right, uh, let's get to uh, <laughs> let's get let's get to Don Stenslin's big three at eight. It's the big three at eight on Kale and Company. And our big three at eight this morning, on this Monday morning, January 29th. Number one, some health warnings, and Pennsylvania and our region taking center stage with the CDC warning. Warning everyone to be on alert for measles cases due to a growing number of infections, particularly Pennsylvania. We are ground zero. Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and the D.C. areas. Many cases, many more cases reported between December 1st and January and and this right up until right now. At least two dozen confirmed cases with many others who were apparently exposed to measles. This is unbelievable. Yep. It's 2024. We got we to gotta worry about measles in this Amen. country. <laughs> By the way, the poll question is, no, guys. It's it's <laughs> who's who's hotter? No. No, Elena Haba or of Sarah course it's Sanders? It's, it's, is somebody listening back there? No. They're doing their own little show back there. Oh, my Lord. I love that. They're evidence of what guys yeah. think with. Yeah. I'm just, I no, I'm not talking. I'm The poll needs to be. The poll needs to be uh, <laughs> is that does uh, Trump's lawyer, Elena Haba, l- resemble Melania? Yes. And the answer is yes. Yeah, but yes, that's the correct wording is yes. Does does she resemble Melania? Not who's hotter. 99.999% of us are going to say Haba at this point. There we go. Does Haba resemble Melania? Yes or no? YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. I'm sorry, Don. Uh, so, I needed a superficial thing to interject with your news. Wait, this is only the 8 o'clock hour on Monday. I know. Imagine how it's going to be by the 9 o'clock hour on Friday. <laughs> could be a week, folks. So according to the CDC, most measles cases in the United States, and particularly in our area, uh, have occurred when unvaccinated or partially vaccinated people have traveled internationally. But in this case, we don't have evidence that they had traveled, but rather were exposed to somebody who had traveled. And we're talking about children who um, who were in daycare mm-hmm. here in Philadelphia and beyond. It's amazing. So, yeah. So these warnings are, are going out. City health officials also, by the way, warning of possible exposure to hepatitis A. Oh. After a case of the infection was confirmed at a Northeast Philadelphia grocery store. So this also is making national news, uh, national news. An employee there at the ShopRite was diagnosed with an acute hepatitis A infection. This is from the Philadelphia Department of Health putting out the warning. The concern here is that they, that they, this individual working there handled raw beef and pork. And ultimately all of the customers who may have purchased that meat, if it was handled by them, not properly cooked, et cetera, 
they need to go get a hepatitis A vaccine oh. as soon as possible. <laughs> well, I tell you what, heck of a year for vaccines, huh? I know, right? So if you handled the meat. You handled the meat. Uh, make sure, even if you've been yeah. <clears throat> marinating it, whatever. Yeah, keep your hands off your meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I also want to just point out something this week. We've talked a lot about Trump and the case, obviously the civil case, E. Jean Carroll and that Manhattan jury ruling uh, coming out on Friday. But we have another very important uh, upcoming case. And by all accounts, uh, this one could really hurt. This is the case involving Trump and a judge, uh, Judge Angoron. The, yes, the judge has said that by the end of this week, by midweek, he's going to issue a ruling that is expected to decide on the cash penalty as well as a proposed business ban and clarify his order to basically dissolve the Trump businesses. Remember that New York Attorney General Letitia James had campaigned on this, asked that Trump be banned from doing business in New York and pay $370 million, which she estimates that it, it saved interest and other ill-gotten gains. And so ultimately, there are experts right now, speaking of this case, even you know professors being interviewed saying that this is historic in the nation, this case. And many coming out publicly now, even in major publications this morning, saying this is a, a rare precedent if they do this. And the chilling impact on business, because there are in in other cases, even in history, they always had some kind of a victim. They had people that were called, that, you know, to the stand who could say how they were victimized. In this one, even even Ivy League type experts who you may think skew to the left are are criticizing this situation, this trial, mm-hmm. and saying, "Beware of this. This is very bad for business." So called. Yep. So I do want to point that out to you that uh, they're saying that this is highly problematic for business, but in many in the history of the nation, we've never seen this kind of expected ruling that is that may come down midweek. Like I say, Mm -hmm. so we want to point that one out to you. Uh, Number three, hmm, Joe Biden. uh, I'll take you to Joe Biden because this one is going viral now. As President Joe Biden in South Carolina over the weekend, actually by mistake, call, he called on purpose, called Trump a loser, but then talked about Trump as a, quote, sitting president. So a lot of people, that's gone viral this uh-huh. morning. A lot of people having fun mm-hmm. with that one. Sitting president, Mr. Trump. Sitting if president. you guys give me one second, I can pull that up. Okay. <laughs> I, do, I do have that audio here. So oh, talk amongst yourselves. For by the second. way, too, Discuss. the New York Times is reporting that Joe Biden and his campaign have begun plans for a Taylor Swift endorsement campaign, which would include Joe Biden showing up this fall at the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. Oh, my. Are you kidding? Um, we, we could sit here and make fun of it and laugh about it and make all these memes up, but we already saw the Taylor Swift Instagram uh, campaign push. Remember when she was telling people to yeah. vote? Mm-hmm. And she got 35, I think it was 35,000 people. She did. To sign up. However, like, she got them to sign up, but then, because they, they were like, um, yeah, because I like signed up to vote. 
um, because of Taylor Swift, but mm-hmm. there's a big event at like Sephora <laughs> on election day. So yeah, I'm not really going to vote, uh-huh. but I did sign up because Taylor, you know, wanted us to sign up. I'm telling so you. She did get people to sign up. They didn't vote. Okay. There wasn't, I don't, I don't, I don't see the. I don't see the history or the I, evidence of the trail I'm, that I'm they actually you're right. came out to vote. I, I don't know where you're getting that information from, but I look I, it up. I, I, okay, uh, this is this is exactly what Dawn was talking about. This is cut fifteen, Phil, about Joe Biden saying, uh, referring to Trump as the sitting president in South Carolina over the weekend. Cut fifteen, go. Did you see what he recently said about <laughs> the West? The, he wants to see the economy crash this year. Yeah. The sitting president. <laughs> You say my faith, bless me, Father, for, I mean, come on, man. Boy, I tell you what, his speeches are getting very bad. Very this bad. Is, this is now, I mean, this could be, that was pretty close to a what the hell did Joe Biden say clip that we could post on Twitter. Well, it's it's funny you say that, and Don, I don't mean to hijack this, but you brought it up, so I'm going to play this. This uh, is uh, this is cut three, or this is cut five, excuse me. This is the third installment oh, no. of what the hell is Joe Biden saying, cut five, Phil, go. Salem off, asylum officers. And over 100 cutting-edge inspe- inspection machines to help detect and stop fentanyl coming across our, our southwest border. Got it? Yeah, I got every bit of that one. That was actually <laughs> very clear God. to understand. Yeah, cutting edge. You know, we're cutting. We're cutting this. We're cutting that. <laughs> oh boy. He's, I'm telling you, man. You, you think it's bad now? Wait till we get to the fall. He's not going to be on. He's not going to be on the Taylor Swift uh, eras tour. Uh, he's going to be on a debate stage in a one-time spot against Trump, and he's going to be not going to have one coherent thought. Sorry, Don Stenson. No, no, I the Bi- I chose the Biden one because you said you were going to do the Mona Lisa story later, so I I was going to do that Mona Lisa, mm good Mona Lisa wow. story. Wow, what a story that, that it, is! Yeah, what with the soup? Yeah, yeah. But I didn't do it. Okay, I did Biden because he's going to do Mona Lisa later. Who me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to Mona Lisa. Yeah, yeah we'll get to Mona Lisa. We'll get to Mona. So that's your big three. All right. Thank you very much, Dawn. 855-839-1210 is the phone number. Um, so there's a couple of things that we do have to get to. I want to mention this Leah Thomas story. I teased just about an hour ago before we got to the cut sheet. I'm so sick and tired of this story. It, it's really because, and it's not so much just, I mean, she, she he, whatever you want to say, uh, this started this whole, um, you know, cyclical thing that we're seeing now where men are invading women's sports. And obviously this was a local story, University of Penn Swimmer, which that uh, obviously led to the creation of Riley Gaines, which by the way, I, I tweeted this on Friday. I do think if Trump wants to win some females over in the post Roe v. Wade era, I do think having a little portion of your campaign carved out to defending female rights in sports would be a very smart move by Trump. I actually think Trump, and I know people people were giving me pushback over the weekend. Oh, um, uh, uh, Riley Gaines is a DeSantis supporter. So who cares? So you think you think Riley Gaines is going to turn down Donald Trump at a rally or a gathering if Trump says, hey, let's do something for defending female rights and Title IX and women in sports? You think she's going to sit there and say no? It would be the best thing that ever happened to Riley Gaines. So I think that would be beneficial for both of them. But now Leah Thomas, who has not swum competitively since winning the women's 500-yard freestyle event in 2022, has asked the CAS, which is the Court of Arbitration for Sport, in Switzerland to overturn the sport's governing body's latest policy, which essentially banned biological males from competing in women's elite events if they have undergone, quote, any part 
of male puberty. That is according to a report Friday from The Telegraph. According to the report, Leah Thomas hired Canadian law firm Tyre, T-Y-R, and first approached CAS in September. The report also notes that the World Aquatics asked the court to toss the case as the current policy does not apply to Thomas, who has not competed since 2022. So Thomas has expressed interest in competing in the Olympics uh, and has been doing so for the better part of a year and a half. Uh, most recently on an interview with Good Morning of America, uh, Good Morning America, I should say, saying, quote, it's been a goal of mine to swim at Olympic trials for a very long time, and I would love to see that through. Uh, and obviously there's some um, hurdles that Leah Thomas would have to clear to be able to compete in this. Like, this is to me almost where it's like I'm at the point where it's this is the last straw. Like, this is where... Females have to say, you know what, and, and Dawn, if I'm wrong, slap me down and smack me sideways. That's fine. Like, you know, women have to be no longer afraid of being canceled or ostracized and criticized because guys sit here and say, and even females. I mean, Leah, Tom, uh, Riley Gaines has been labeled uh, transphobic, this, that, and the other thing. This is such a shut and dry, open and closed case for me. Like, like I don't understand for the life of me how it can be controversial. For anybody to sit there and say, women should not have to deal with men coming into their sports. And we've seen it at the collegiate levels. Riley Gaines, she was a swimmer at Kentucky. Leah Thomas at Penn. And, okay, that's college. Say whatever you want. But you still have to be incredibly gifted to get to these levels at Penn or Kentucky. Get a scholarship. Go to school for free to swim. But now we're talking about on the global stage for the Olympics. And I, I don't know when the Olympics features swimming. I'm not an Olympics uh, competition nut job. I root for America, but I really don't pay attention to what's in the summer and what's in the winter Olympics and things like that. But it would be such a disgrace if Leah Thomas wins a gold, silver, or bronze medal and is up. Because I can see it now. NBC carries the Olympics. They will prop Leah Thomas up and ride that all for, for everything it's worth. Like, and this is where I think women have just got to say, you know what? If you want to ridicule me on social media, okay. You want to try to uh, protest and show up at a rally and make me out to be the bad guy or the bad gal in this case, that's fine. Like, I'm putting my foot down, and I'm tired of dudes coming into my sports. Like, I really am. If I was a female, and it's easy to sit there and say, if I was, but if I was, I would just be like, you know what? I've had enough. I'm on board with Riley Gaines. And you know what? You know what you say? The people that give you resistance... Every poll that has been done by Gallup has shown over 70% of Americans agree that biological males have no place in female sports. So you can sit there and be like, you know what? You want to come after me? That's fine. But I have the guts to stand up for and say what a majority of people already believe. So you can take your vocal minority and you can shove it. That's what I would do if I was a female. Easy for me to say that, though, Don. I will point out that uh, last summer, World Aquatics announced that they would start a quote-unquote open category to include all transgender athletes. So they were trying to create, and they have created, a separate lane. But Leah Thomas is doing a legal challenge to to say that they, they, it's about the hormone levels. Right, right. And so ultimately, Thomas's legal filing is challenging certain parts of the World Aquatics policy on the eligibility. 
So they came up with basically, which was my resolution. Yes. If there's such a demand for this, then create yep. a third category. We'll have males, we'll have cre- uh, females, and then we'll have uh, the transgender community. Yep. You want to have the transgender Olympics? Knock yourself out. Yep. I have no problem with that. Dude against dude, pretending to be girl against pretending to be girl. Have a blast. That's put, right. it on, put it on pay-per-view for all I care. So why? Yeah. <sighs> it's frustrating. 855-839-1210, the phone number. We'll come back. Final hour on tap, including uh, stepping in line if you are working in a retail establishment when you see child abuse and how it could cost you your job. Where do you hear this story about what happened to a Walmart employee. That's next on Kale & Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You know, I think the world of the Piazza Auto Group, and I'm a regular customer, as in as is many of my family members as well, we want to just really help Piazza welcome in two new members to their family of dealerships, Infinity Ardmore and Maserati of the Main Line. Both are located right there on Lancaster Avenue. So you're going to get the very same first-class customer experience that you've come to expect from Piazza Premium Automobiles. So find your new or your certified pre-owned Infiniti, your Maserati, your other Piazza luxury brands like Jaguar, Land Rover, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, some of the most beautiful, sleek vehicles on the road right now. You can find them at PiazzaPremiumAutos.com, P-I-A-Z-Z-A, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. Make sure you tell them Dawn sent you. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.